Lamar Barrett as well for introducing us and making this connection because let me tell you something that's what it's all about it's all about connection it's all about meeting new people reaching out and just like absolutely connecting that thing and and now she's sitting here with me and like I'm super excited to learn even more about her I was digging into um, just a little bit, you know, uh, doing some, just Google me. That's what I was saying. Oh my. Okay, so research. <laughs> search. Yeah, just doing a little research and trying to find out some things and like, okay, God, give me some questions and give me, but Hey, I just let it go. Cause he, he's good. And it always works out, but I right, let me get that. Huh? Hey, he's able. Oh, let me <laughs> Y'all know I had no sis. All right. Let me get into this word of prayer because I can see we already going to be cutting up already. So, I dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come right now, first and foremost, God, just thanking you, Lord God. I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity, Father God. I do not take it lightly, Lord God, when people give me their time, Lord God, because that is the one thing that we cannot get back. And I know that you are a restorer of time. So whatever time that Marita is uh, loses today, right now, join this podcast assignment, God, I know you will restore it. So please restore, replenish, renew, refresh, Lord God. Everything that she pours out today, Lord God, whatever she puts her hands to, Lord God, May it prosper, Lord God. May it grow to glorify and magnify and edify the kingdom, Lord God. Lord, let us just have a good time right now of fun, laughter, fellowship, Lord God. But most importantly, let something be said here today, Father God, that will encourage, ignite, inspire, empower uh, just one person. If that's all it touched, God, I will be excited and I know you will be too. But I know that it will touch more than one. So Lord, we thank you. We praise you in your son Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen! Alright, so listen, y'all. She goes by Rita. That's very this important. So I will this not call. I, I do my homework. I do my homework. I will not 
call you Marita anymore. So she goes by Rita. So yes, mm -hmm. ma'am. So yes. please tell the people what you want. And y'all, she she that's so beautiful. She's oh, so beautiful. So tell the people what you want them to know uh about Marita. Yes, so my name is Marita Gilcrease, uh, though it's true, plenty of people call me Rita, um, and I like to call myself an uh, emotional intelligence, EQ, for those of you that don't, don't know, EQ and equity coach, most importantly, um, that's stemming from my time in college athletics. I'm an author, speaker, um, empower, student empowerment um, coach and, and champion as well, particularly at the high school level. And I'm just all the way excited to be able to give back and pour into young women, young people, um, and always, and of course, athletes everywhere. So that is me in a nutshell. I'm always looking to add more, but that's we're going to sprinkle. We're going to sprinkle that over the top. But those that's the base layer right there. <laughs> I like that. I, I You just said something already, and I already started writing notes like, oh, I got to come to that. I'm going to come back to that. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so you kind of explain like what you do, but at the core, like what makes Rita Rita? That's what I want to know. What like that's makes my me. What makes me me? Mm. I think it's a combination of things. I think I always had a heart for like justice and fairness and equity and and people. So I thought when I was younger, maybe like third grade, I'd be a lawyer. Um, mm -hmm. That was not necessarily in the cards or not the path I chose, and <laughs> which is a-okay. Um, but I still had those passions. And then, you know, finding myself playing basketball, finding myself coaching um, also kind of exposed me to people in a different way. Teamwork, team dynamics is always huge. So now Rita is just someone who's combining all of those things and shining a light on how we can have more equity, more justice, more transformation in college athletics, in high school athletics, um, because I think those are super important times and super important spaces where, you know, just that extra bit of information, that extra bit of love, that extra bit of intention um, for, equi for equity, for justice can do a lot for the future of those, both those teams and those individuals whenever they do leave those teams. Cool. Cool. Well, as I was preparing and 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 thinking, like, okay, what are we going to talk about? What is the topic mm -hmm. of today? I I heard your assignment, and so mm -hmm. yeah, so I just want to talk a little bit about that, unpack that for a little bit, and I don't know wherever it goes. And and come on, God, come on in the room now and help your help <laughs> help your daughters here. But yeah, I mean, just looking at what you stand for and, and, and the work that you do and um, just a little time that I've known you, like that is what came up. And so like, I want to know what is your assignment? Cause it's, it, it's a lot. I mean, just from the little, but I'll be quiet. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, honestly, listen, I feel like it's just being able to show up as powerfully as possible. I think mm. what, what I learned and had to unlearn was that this idea is that you have to choose one thing to be or one thing to to represent, one thing to pursue. And what I'm finding now is how can I 
one live in that truth is that there's not necessarily one thing you have to be or any one particular path you have to stick to. And then how can I empower others to know that and understand that as well? So I've always been a writer. I've always been someone like that enjoyed poetry. I've always been someone um, that's kind of creative. And then I kind of, in musical, I was in the marching band and whatnot in high school jazz band. And then I kind of put away the musical creative side for a couple of years for to pursue sports. But now it's you know, being able to understand that there's a time and a place for everything if you set the intention and make sure that that's possible. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I strive to strive to do now, um, just mm. to show showing other people that it's possible to do, you know, whatever you want to do with the time you're given while you're here. I know that's right. You better listen here. You better utilize that time <laughs> wisely. Okay. Waiting on tomorrow to be something different. Mm. Tomorrow may never happen. Wow. That's good right there. That's, I mean, and, and so with that being said, I mean, how did you learn to tap in and really embrace, you know, what you just shared without the doubt? Because I think that, you know, we, we, we kind of know what our assignment is. Sometimes we kind of chip away at it a little bit, but then that doubt comes in and, and those emotional things come in, those emotions, those fears yeah. that can be very false. So how did you really like tap in? Because um, Rita's not that um, old y'all and she, <laughs> she's killing it. Like, you know, she's she's a young thing. Yeah. So that that's very impressive because, you know. Thank you. People are just still trying to figure it out. Shoot, people my age still trying to figure it out, you know? And so how did you really tap into that and like embrace it? Yeah. I think honestly, I think it's a two-part situation. I think one, it's accepting the fact that maybe self-doubt is just kind of part of the journey, right? I don't think there's ever a space mm-hmm. you get to where it's like, I'm a hundred percent certain that my plan is going to work because one, we don't make the plans, right? You can have your best intentions, but at the end of the day, there's a, a, a thousand things that you can't account for. So it's understand that there's some kind of doubt and uncertainty already built in. Um, and then it's just deciding that with, through a lot of reflection and a lot of conversation and a lot of support that the future I envision is worth going for. You know, I think it's mm. the safety of today versus the unknown awesome future tomorrow it's how bad do you want to pursue that and for me it just became a situation where I'm willing to find out I don't know where you know you got to shoot for the stars kind of thing to even try to land on the moon so I was like okay that's something my dad's always said to me wow and and if it's if I don't try or if I don't make it to wherever I envision making it that's one thing but if anything I want to strive to have an impact and I want to do that in the most authentic way possible and I don't roll out to bed every day and say, Oh, you got this. I try. <laughs> I try to have some positive self-talk, but right. there's definitely some days where I'm like, Whoo, honey, what are you doing? Um, but then there's other days where you know you make that impact or you have that conversation where it's like, Yep, I'm I'm right where I need to be. I'm right in that purpose. And I think you just gotta hold on and talk positively to yourself until you get to that next moment where you just get that other confirmation. Yeah, that was good. I like that. And I even wrote down shoot for the stars to land on the moon. I like that. That's 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 good. I mean, because we can, you know, our mind is whoo, this mind yeah. will trip you up if you yeah. are not tapped in, you know, to that. Um, and we're gonna talk a little bit about that emotional intelligence. Um, 
I'm going to mm-hmm. get into that because I actually read the book by um, Joseph Griffin. It was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's, you know, we, I, I love that. Like we have to, and I love what you said too about knowing that self-doubt, self-doubt is part of the process. Like, wow, mm-hmm. like, that was a whole word right there. Like, did y'all mm-hmm. catch that? Like self-doubt is part of the process. Like, I'm going to say it again. Let me say it again for the people in the back. Self-doubt is a part of the process. Because look, that was a whole word for me. As you said it, I was like, ooh, like that mm-hmm. thing hit me because it's true. Like, you know, some days I'm like, oh, I mean, like, we yeah. all, like we all fire, like nothing is going to. And then some days, like you say, you're like, oh, Lord, what in the world? Who, you yeah. know, so learning how to embrace that and then deal with it. Like, and, and you so- know what? Uh, it's funny because I, I thought about this the other day. So I, I will almost call it like kind of like a slump. And then I realized like, what if I just reframed it as like an off season, mm. you know, coming from the sports world, it's, you can't be in season all time. You got to recoup, reflect in some point. So I said, okay, so what if I just looked at as I'm coming off, off my off season. So now, now I'm back in season, I'm back on my grind. And you know, what, what can I do with this time now? Um, and I think it just feels a bit better to kind of recognize times when you're on and time when you're off. It's just part of that natural cycle, which should have been apparent to me, but it was a revelation <laughs> the other day. So I'm just trying to help somebody with that one. <laughs> that was a whole, no, seriously, like, and wow, like I wasn't even, we didn't tap into that whole thing. Like that's a whole word right there. And I love that. Like how you tie that into Sports, y'all. Rita is a big, big sports person. And so actually, it's funny because that leads right into my next question because I wanted to know, like, how has your athletic career prepared you for your next? And so before you even answer that question, like, just mm-hmm. just get the people, you know, your, your athletic, uh, man, this girl got some stats, y'all. She got some, I, I wouldn't even be able to, to say them all, but just tell them, like, a little bit about your athletic background, and I'll reread the question for you again, but just okay. share with them a little bit of your, your athletic background. Right. So I was fortunate enough. Um, so I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, woo-woo! So, no. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Pittsburgh in the building all day. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to be a city champion here, which, you know, was able to kind of get me a bit of a, a bit of looks at the Division One level. Eventually, I took my talents to Rowdy University. Shout out to my Bronx out there. And then... Went overseas for a year, played pro over in Ireland, got my master's, did some coaching, and then I was afforded the opportunity to come back to my alma mater and coach by Coach Milligan. So, again, shout out to the Bronx as well, where I helped lead um, our team to the first ever program um, postseason bid on two occasions and our first um, MAC tournament or, well, MAC regular season championship and then our automatic qualifying bid before the 2020 season was cut short by COVID. So, yeah, was, you know, I was able to kind of do a couple of things. Not bad from a girl from the north side of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Not bad. I know that. Listen here. I know that's right. That's that. That's a lot of things. You're talking about little things. No, we... That's, mm, a, little that's, a, like. that's, that's a lot of something right there. So, I was like, ooh, okay. All right now. Oh, shoot. I'm t- we are the champions. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I just... <laughs> Yes, that, that's a whole that's a whole lot of something. So yeah, well the question I asked was how has your athletic career prepared you for your next? See, you won't get me on the soapbox. I'm gonna try not to not to get that far up there. 
But hey. that is listen, I just I just gotta call it how I see it. I think sports can literally translate to any situation in life. It is it's team dynamics, it's communication, it's navigating conflict, it's navigating adversity, it's hoping against hope, it's the big dog versus the you know the underdog, and it's all the type of situations where you find yourself in life. It's and it all translates, whether it's you're down 20 and you're trying to figure out how you're going to win. If you're in a good position, you want to figure out how you're going to keep the lead. Is this the time you take a timeout? And how you want to finish strong? What's next? How are you planning? How are you taking care of yourself to prepare yourself for the game? All that goes into, and all those are lessons learned through playing the game of basketball specifically. Um, but I think it translates from any sports, which is why I'm such a huge advocate for participation in youth sports, especially for female athletes, young um, girl athletes, um, because, you know, it's super important for us to find our voice early, you know, for a lot of reasons and from a lot of spaces, we're told to kind of be quiet or shut up or be nice and be amenable and and be proper and sit there and don't sweat and look pretty. And I'm not with none of them with 0% of that. So I think being in the sports atmosphere teaches you very early that you should be loud. People should not loud, but necessarily like use your voice. You have a voice for a reason. Use it. You have thoughts, convictions, you have goals, you have things you want to strive for to get done aspirations. Let's go get to it. You know, there's no gender to that. Um, Mm. And I think sports teaches you that early. And the longer you stay in it, the more you get practice at doing it. So now when I'm out here in in this current phase of my life in the nonprofit sector, even running my own business, I, I come with a certain presence, a certain energy, which is directly related to my experience in sports. Yeah, that's good. I like that what you said. No gender on that. That's so true. I mean, well, I've always been loud. So, I mean. Listen. <laughs> it, just is, it just is what it is. But it's okay. And and. And but like you said, it prepares us for our next, and we have to bring those things in. And and for me, um, probably I guess maybe last year or, um, yeah, within the last year or so, I realized you know I had been on this 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 mission of finding out you know why and because we were like, oh my god, you're so disciplined, you're so consistent, you're so disciplined, you're so, and I realized that it came from exercise, like. Something that I didn't like to do. However, it was something that I know I needed to do. And so it was like amazing. Like when I had that epiphany moment, like, oh my goodness, like that is where the consistency and the discipline comes in because it's just a regiment. Like it wants you, like you said, in the same thing with sports, like you can Mm -hmm. take that and now use that discipline and that consistent. I mean, cause you definitely have to be disciplined and consistent when you are <laughs> playing sports, please, you're working out like all of that stuff. And so it's so important when you are on assignment because you need to have those same tools and techniques to put into your assignment because in every season we may be in a different assignment, you know? Ooh. And so yeah, girl, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's so good because, and, and I love that. Like, it is just amazing. And when God, like when he showed it to me, I'm like, wow, that's what it is. And so, and I'm still on the, the journey of finding out like why some people are so just consistent and disciplined. And so many people, they start out that way, but then they they just give up or they they don't 
stick in there. And it's like, you know, one of my favorite books, three feet from gold. Like we get three feet to that goal and we give up. And that three feet may be three years. It may be 10 years. It may be 20. Like we don't know what that three feet is and relative to time because the time is not our time. We just know we got to just keep going. You know what I mean? hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's real good. And, and so we kind of touched on that too. So this guy, I'm telling you, I always rolls right into the next question. Um, and so as a young woman in the world, mm. in a world that is so unequal, like, can Ooh. you give us three tips that help you to remain as balanced as possible mm-hmm. when you're pushing to achieve what you were created to do? Mm-hmm. Yes. So again, this probably stems back to being an athlete, but I really try to stick to the fundamentals. So I got to make sure I'm my physical body as well. So if Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, if I'm doing some type of movement, I find that really helps me feel like, you know, I'm in, I'm in connection with every, you know, from top to bottom. So I really try to get my physical body together. That's also eating well, whatever that might look like for you. I'm not going to try to sell anybody on like a plant-based diet or anything like that. <laughs> Won't do it today. <laughs> um, right. So, and meditation is crucial. Mm. I think, listen, listen, if you're not in some type of setting the intention to have some kind of mental reflection wow. um, or to ground or connect with whomever you might want to connect with, like whatever you want to call it. I think that there's a huge piece missing from from your game if you want to keep the analogy going. So connect with the physical body, meditation, and I think having a strong support system, right? So no no success happens in a vacuum. And I'm very intentional about, come on, I'm very intentional about the relationships I have in my life. Because if you want to do extraordinary things, you got to have extraordinary people with an extraordinary, extraordinary mindsets around you. Um, because other people's you know lack of sight might limit your ability and your impact and Ooh. if you want to come on if you want it on assignment you just can't afford to have someone else's short sightedness have you fall short so strong support system meditation and physical upkeep is, is what i'm going with mm. wait a minute i'm over here wait a minute wait a minute i think i hope i wrote that down wait a minute i she said Somebody else's sight might knock you off your mm. vision or assignment. I don't know if that's, but that's which. Oh my goodness! Listen here, y'all better get these nuggets. This young lady dropping right here. I'm telling, honey, wait a second. Your tribe Listen. is everything. Those was yeah. That that's what's up. Listen. I mean, it's crucial. It's, it's crucial. Very, it's crucial. You like you can't make it. Go ahead. Like you, you, you can't be on the championship team with a bunch of scrubs. And the thing is, you you select the scrubs. So if you're dealing with scrub people, or you're dealing with people who don't have the kind of drive and the vision you have, then you're not you're not really trying to make it to the, your destination. Whoa, she made me snort, y'all. I haven't Listen. snorted in the. <laughs> Listen, truth hurts. Keep it, but somebody's got to tell it. Yeah, somebody got to tell the truth. I love it. So she says you're physical. You got to get that right. You got to get your mind, your meditation right, and your tribe. That's so important. Like, I mean, 
everybody know I'm all about tribe. Like my tribe is amazing. I'm all about tribe. And I tell people, you know, even with what I do and yes, you know, I want people in my tribe, but if, if, if my tribe is not for you, like that's cool, but find a tribe. Like you have got, okay. Mm. Now, you have got to find a tribe. Like she said, that is, that has you front, back, in, out, down, that's going to tell you the truth. Like, it's so important. It's going to encourage you. That's going to, mm-hmm. girl, you know you ain't right. I mean, but yes. love, you know what I mean? Because yes. we are not, we, we, hello, listen here, going back to the beginning. I mean, he, 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 he created somebody to help. Adam wasn't by himself. God, look right. at that. He needs some help. And so, and even- when that self-doubt kicks in, you need some other people that also can respect the vision and hold the vision for you till you can see it yourself again, you know, and stand in that gap when you're trying to get from point A to point B. And you expect to do the same for them so that we all can, you know, strive and achieve our goals and our assignments as we're supposed to, you know? Yes. Yes. Mm, that thing, yeah. Good. You better come on and catch these nuggets, I'm telling you. Listen here, no, but it's true because listen, because it gets rough in these streets. Like, I mean, folks don't want it's rough in these streets and these entrepreneur streets and this life street and these journey streets. Like, I don't care whether even if you're not an entrepreneur, just every life, like it's rough in these streets to maintain, like you just said, every all of those three things, our physical, our mental, everything, like it's so hard, and so we and and but it never said that it was gonna be easy, but it is possible if you have the right tools, techniques, and things that you need to make it through to keep pushing through. And so I mean, so we 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 are all on assignment. Like we it's no more time either. Like we are all on assignment and we gotta be in that thing. And so yeah, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna get off my box. We'll just say I'm gonna get off my soapbox on that one. But I can sit on that thing all day about finding your tribe, like because it's just it's yeah, it's amazing. So, I and and as an advocate for female athletes, like what were or are right now some of the biggest challenges you've come across and conquered? So, what were or are some of the biggest challenges that you've come across and conquered? Honestly, I think it goes back to creating a sense of belonging. I think that looks different for a lot of different people. But over the my career, five or so years on, on the coaching side, plus the other four as an athlete, it's been basically embracing student athletes as whole people. You know, so I think for a long time it was you're, you're a basketball player. Like, of course, like I am that. And I'm a whole host of other things. So for me, Um, Like I said, I'm a black woman from the north side of Pittsburgh that carries with it its own sense of identity um, and attributes, which are awesome. And that makes me a certain different kind of player than maybe some of my teammates who are from other parts of the country, other parts of the world. And how do we craft a a community where all that is seen, accepted and appreciated? So it's one, opening the space to have that kind of conversation in that dialogue and Mm -hmm. then doing the actions to where everyone feels supported and seen. Um, in their fullness, which I think is huge, which is sets the foundation for you to be the best person, which is going to allow you to be the best student and the best athlete possible. All right. Mm. That's good. Y'all listen. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, I 
mean, do you ever think that it will be equality for female athletes? And I guess some of the examples like in pay or status or like, do you ever think that we will see the day where it will be? I think so. I I can't give a timeline on that, but I think there's enough people. Well, not I don't think there's enough. I think that there are people actively working on the cause, which is going to continue to create that awareness, continue to create that create that dialogue, which has to happen to continue and to move the the needle forward. And I think with that's going to be create an opportunity for people to have some uncomfortable conversations about why it is that you know maybe men's mm-hmm. vibe men's basketball is valued over women's basketball or what it is what it is about what a man might or a man coach might say over a female coach and have some of those dialogues and as that continue we continue to unpack okay so why is it that if a man's being stern okay he's you know he's riding them hard like yay but if a woman's being uh being hard or, or trying to be hold their team to a certain standard you know she's coming across as a b-word or something of that nature and unpack what those stereotypes and no biases really mean where they really come from and make sure they don't have a space in our game so i have hope i have to have hope to continue to do what i do um it may not ever end with me, which I'm okay with that, but you got to fight the good fight while you're here. So that's what I'm here to do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and I mean, it It, it just always amazes me, you know, that has always been the case that, you know, and I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking about me personally and not even just in the athletic, but just in the world period, you know, like as, especially as a black woman, you know, we're always label as oh she's aggressive she has an attitude she's this mm-hmm. she's that you know and it's just I mean I think that things are changing they have changed I mean there is you know a space like you said that we just have to own our voice have our voice and continue to have those conversations and so I mean I don't know in my lifetime but I know that it's a lot different from when I was younger and growing up. And I think that it has a lot to do with, you know, people like you who are standing up and who are speaking up and, you know, making sure that it is, you know, being heard that is being even talked about because sometimes people don't even want to have the conversation. And so like, I think it starts with even wanting to have the conversation. And so that's why it's so important that, you know, I'm so excited that you do know your assignment already and that like you are embracing it, like I asked and stepping into it because we we can't dial back. Like we have to continue to push forward and to bust in the room. And if we can't bust in the room, then we make our own rooms. Okay. (laughs) We make our own rooms, you know, we create our own tables, we create our own spaces, you know, just like I mean, this podcast and other podcasts and, you know, the, 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 the events that you have and the things that you go to, because it is important. Like we have to have our voice heard and those labels, like we're always going to be labeled anyway. So like, okay, Mm -hmm. I mean, and just keep pressing forward if it's going to be for the greater good, you know, and at the end of the day, like you said, like that's what it's about. Like, it's about the greater good. And so, I I mean, I even appreciate you for for stepping in that because a lot of people, you know, they know that it's their assignment, but, 
they're still not ready. And so, but they'll see a Rita and like, you know what? I mean, right. I can do this. And, and, you know, and you're reaching back and like, yes, sis, you got this, like you can do this. And so we, we got to pull the others along, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So I want to talk you. a little bit, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about this emotional intelligence and, and yeah. yeah, like why or how did you even get into that? And so I went, let me give, let me give the definition of now, this is what I found of the definition. Mm-hmm. So you, mm-hmm. can, you can, you can correct this. <laughs> it says EQ ability to understand Use, manage your own emotions in a positive way to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize, overcome challenges and conflict. And so that is what I found. So now, uh oh, okay, I guess that's a good one. Is that a good one? That'll do it. That'll do it. (laughs) All right, come on, Georgia. On her game. Yes. And so, why is this so important? Because, no, but. Real talk, like this has been popping up. Like this is so. I mean, because I, I'm I learned about it myself, and so that's why I went and read the book. Because actually, mm-hmm. my my a sister, my sister friend was telling me about it, and she's like, "You need to read this book. Like it's. I mean, it will just change your your life. You know. Yeah. However, and it was good, and but it just confirmed some things that you know that I was already doing some things that I already knew and you know learn some new things we always learn something new like I love reading because it just whether good bad or indifferent we learn something from it and so but anyway let me get off of me but why is <laughs> why is it important to you and like how did you even get into EQ Listen, it's funny because um, anybody that knows me and tell you like the library or a bookstore is definitely my happy place. So I'm right here with you on that one. Um, I blame my mother for that. I do. Love love you, mom. Um, But as as far as EQ goes, you know that like what I found over these last couple years of my life is that it's so easy for us to dismiss what's in our hand as far as skills that we're inherently equipped with. It's like, oh, everybody can do that. Everybody got that. Everybody has that ability. And what I found, you know, both through personal reflection and just moving through the world is that emotional intelligence doesn't come naturally for everybody. And when I was really tapping into it, you know, you're in your coaching college basketball. It is high stress. It is navigating conflict on the day to day, minute to minute basis. And I was grateful to have those skills. Not, you know, I put a little work in to hone them and sharpen them a bit more. But then it's also creating a space or a conversation where it's like, okay, how much of this is just me and how much of it is a skill and how much of it can I help other people get better at? So that, you know, again, more tools in your toolbox, more tools for success is the way I look mm. at it. So to having that experience of being on the sideline with the conflict, with the adversity, with the young people, I just thought it was super important for us as coaches, educators, adults in the room to have a significantly strong grasp on our own emotions, our own abilities and what's happening with us in real time. So that when we're engaging with other people, other adults, administrators, professionals, referees, other coaches, that you know what's happening in here so you can engage and like at least from a very informed and intentional mindset and then begin to proceed with a, a conversation with that in mind. So that's what led me to it, taking my natural talents and, and then just kind of sharpening them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, <clears throat> with that being said, like what, what, give us maybe one or two things that you did. You said to sharpen it up. Like what, what were some of the things you needed to sharpen? <laughs> Iron Ooh, sharpen child, iron. child. So, <laughs> Ooh, child. <laughs> so here, the big one, the big one with EQ, right, is like empathy. And I think that that I love empathy and I think it's super important. But inherently, I'm a fixer. I'm someone that wants to like mm. calm and cuddle and like rock people to sleep and, and hug people. But at the end of the day, negative emotions are part of life, right? So if someone's sad, you can't take that sadness away from them. If they're angry for it, that emotion is valid in that moment without any type of qualifiers. So it's just holding space for people. So I had to learn to do that and to resist the urge to want to fix, resist the urge to offer solutions. It's just okay, I hear you, I'm witnessing you have this moment and I, pre I can appreciate that. I thank you for sharing. And then if you would like some, if you would like to talk about some some path forward, we can do that. If you want to just sit here in silence, we could do that. Um, and just allowing people to have a full range of emotions, which is a very interesting thing <laughs> to do in the sporting world, especially, but really in any world. Um, anyone that's a human is going to have a range of emotions. So it's all yeah. about Racing all of them in the full spectrum. That's true. That's why I got hooked on um This Is Us. I'm sorry, that's just a sidebar. Listen, <laughs> I I've never seen an episode. As much as I've seen people talk about it, I've never, never have I ever. Carol, let me tell you something. And I'm not even a TV person, but that show right there will take you through every emotion in one episode. I've seen people break down talking about it and after they're like, I'm crying. I'm just like, what's going on over here? <laughs> I mean, every range of emotion. And I'm like, what in the world? But see, as you know, as an author and as a writer, like, for me to be able to do that is just amazing. Like, because that is like, the epitome of writing, like that you can mm -hmm. take someone through this journey of mm -hmm. every emotion in one episode. And then you're just like, oh my God. And so it's just like, just like you said, you know, so going through those things is just like my goodness. And so it just helps to sharpen me. Like as a writer, I'm like, oh my God, like I wonder if people are doing that, like when I'm writing, mm -hmm. because I think that that's just amazing. And so yeah, I love it. I mean, the 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 to be able to know, like you said, I think it's all about, like you said even earlier, just how you embrace that and how you tap into it. Because for me, um, I think that just knowing our power, like that's where I've been like all year, just like knowing the power that we possess. And I think a lot of people have forgotten like the power that we possess in all areas. And so if we just learn to tap into that emotional intelligence of ourselves to know like, okay, and not um, push it off on other people. Like you said, like, it's so great. Like you got to be in tune with yourself before you can even embrace others. And so I love what you said. And, and I have a very good friend too, who taught me about that, that holding space. Like when I, yeah. when I'm at, she's like, you know, cause we are, we're fixers, like people, yeah. some of us, we just want to fix, 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 fix. And so Thank you, like, for reminding me, you know, I just thought about yeah. a conversation, like, you know, and, and so I used to do that all the time, like, when people would call me, like, okay, do you want me to hold space for you? 
or right. do you want me to give you my opinions? You know, and that's what right. I said, like my girlfriend, um, Desi, shout out to you, Desi. Like she's the one who started me doing that because she did it to me. And so, and she's very in tune to her emotions as well. And so that's good. Like how you said that, because sometimes we just want to just shoot mm. off answers and solutions and people don't need that. Like they just right. want you to hold space for them. And so, right. and right. we just got to ask them, like ask them and then <laughs> also, be quiet. <laughs> right. Being quiet is so crucial. And then also it's understanding how much of the solution is us trying to man manage our own discomfort with, with mm. their discomfort, you know? Mm. Like, like, are you really trying to solve or you just don't want to be uncomfortable because this person's uncomfortable, this person's crying, and you don't know what to do with that. So if you solve it, then you've also cured your own problem. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, also getting away from or at least being able to sit with your own discomfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, ooh, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother level right there because... <laughs> Yeah, because if someone triggered, I mean, those, these triggers are real. And so if someone yeah, triggers something that you haven't dealt with, like you said, then you're ready to either shut it down or like, you know, and so it's all about that self-awareness, like in tapping into that thing. And you never know, like that may be a healing for you. And so... Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm telling y'all, if y'all have not... Um, done some research on this emotional intelligence just start paying attention because it will it will free you from a lot of things and like i said I mean, yeah oh come on now mm. <laughs> the, shackles. <laughs> the shackles that is so true like and i mean even just start with, I mean, I don't, Joseph Griffin, emotional intelligence 2.0 is not, I'm, I'm not getting anything for it. If you out there, Joseph, and you hear me, I'm shouting out your book, sir, I'm a podcast going to, you know. Though. You know what? <laughs> you know what? But no, that book was, it was, it was actually really good. So it was really good. But I have a question. And so I always ask this to all of my guests. And so look, she like, uh-oh, where? But I just want to know, you know, how important or what does prayer mean to you? How has it changed your life? Like, what does it represent for you? And so I just want to ask that question. Uh, so for me, I think it just reminds me to continue to, to fight the good fight. So like my favorite scripture would be Galatians 6, 9. Unless you're not weary and well doing, you know? So Come on. <laughs> so for me it's you're going to go through you're going to be tired you're going to you're going to face some adversity but you're doing it for the right reason so you got to be prepared to to see that thing through um so i think it just gives you something to hold on to and something bigger than yourself if you're relying if you're strictly relying on yourself it's going to be a long journey from from cradle to the grave so it's, it's got to be something bigger something else i know some people don't want to call it god so whatever type of divine energy you prefer to speak to and speak about um is a-okay -okay in my book but it's got to be something greater a larger purpose here because we are all connected and i think once you remember mm. that i think it also helps just recognize we're all humans having a human experience simultaneously it's not for 
chance that we're all here at this particular moment. You could have been born in 1853, but you're not. You're here today. Um, so what does that mean and how can we all, you know, tap into that particular significance? Mm. Yeah. She made me hit the desk. I'm about to have all kind of noise on my pocket. Listen, that is my, I was like, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm, I am recording. I'm hitting the desk over here, but I, had, I got excited because I've been on that Galatians mm -hmm. 6 and 9. Listen here. Yeah. Listen here. Do not get weary because this journey will make you weary. But do not get weary because in due season, you know what that season is. You will reap. If you think but, not, honey. Yes, what you sow. But listen, y'all, y'all better be sowing some good seed, though, okay? That, that, is, that, that is key. That so, is key. Uh, but that thing right there, that scripture has been at the forefront for 2020. I, I have two that I've been, I got a couple, but mm -hmm. that one and also um, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 about putting on that full armor because oh, we have got God. to... Yes, we have got to be armed up. We have got to be ready because there's a battle out here every, every day. And so we got to be ready. We got to fight the good fight in our assignment for whatever that is, however that looks to you, whoever, like Rita said, whoever. I mean, for me, I know who it is, but I'm not judging anyone, but you need something, okay? Because we cannot do this thing alone like and we need to be able to tap into that power that is within us as well because he gives it to us too i mean and so don't get me started she's about, she about to have the preacher yes she about to have me up here i'm about to shout about to jump around and dance up in here now don't get don't get me started now y'all know the preacher so she didn't got i just started sweating boy. you know what <laughs> I just started sweating over here. So I tell you that, yeah, that's good though. That 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 Galatians, I'm telling y'all, I have that thing posted up in my I look at it every day. It's on my it's on my mirror in the bathroom. I look at it every day as I wake yeah. up and because it's just it's yeah, because it gets weary, it gets rough, oh, we get weak, yeah. we get tired, we get worn. But like you said, it's my off season. I wrote that in. I I'm taking listen, notes. Listen, mm. listen, listen. I want to give I got to give my good my good shout out to the man, <laughs> the minister, J. Cole, because I was listening to that in the gym or, or maybe it was a walk. And I said, oh, my God, I'm coming off of off. So, you know, just clarity. When again, once you you hit that physical, you get your, your mind together while you're out there. It, it all just kind of allows a space for everything to come together. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm coming off my off season. That's what this is. Mm. Like, I've been feeling down. Okay, that's all right. That's part of the journey. That that was the off season. We on now. Let's get to it. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right. And then with I'm betting on myself, I completely doubled down. Yes, sir. I felt that in my spirit. Shemaliah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. J. Cole. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's yeah. I wrote that down because I'm I'm gonna put that on a sticky note too. Like this, yeah, because that that was good right there. I got a couple notes up in here. Like I appreciate it. So, all right. Well, look before we go. Well, I always have Bible trivia with my guests, and uh -oh. so yeah. <laughs> I know. Every, this is the best part because people face me like, "What Bible?" Trivia? Yeah, I'm like, I, I I ain't signed up for that. Wish you like, no, but listen. So here's the disclaimer. 
Mm-hmm. I do it because it's good for me because it teaches okay. me, but okay. it also teaches you. And then more importantly, if you ever hear the question again, or if you ever see the question again, you'll remember me. And okay. Like, oh, yes. Georgette asked me that question in the podcast. And you're going to get it right, though, the next time. But you're going to get okay. it right. Now, I got, All right. I got faith in you. Okay, so since you're all about the EQ and the emotional intelligence and all of that, that word intelligence, I was like, okay, what question can I give her? Let me find one. So here it is, and it's multiple choice. So you got oh man, it's multiple choice, and it's only one question. Okay, it's only one question. I know everybody would like, oh, I'm gonna say I'm competitive though. How many questions? Only one because I I just what? Okay, so who was considered the wisest man in the Bible? Mm -hmm. A, Judas, B, Solomon, C, Paul, or D, John the Baptist? Oh, see, I would have said Solomon. That's it. That's right. I did. I did shoulder shimmy over my trivia. Thank you, Solomon. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. If this was visual, y'all would have cracked that right. Like she literally just shimmied over the shoulder over that joint. That is funny. I love it. I love it. You got it right. See? You got it right. Awesome. I told you it was I, I don't pick crazy. I try to pick stuff that, you know, that people and if not, it's good too because I also tell people like I, I like it because it puts people in an uncomfortable position, and it's mm-hmm. it's good to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. And so, mm-hmm. and we learn from that, and I say that all the time. So it's about being comfortable in the uncomfortable, and it's about like we don't have to know this thing. Like it, it's so much to learn. Number one in this Bible, but it's, it's all good because that's how we learn. We learn by not knowing. We we get it right by failing at certain things. We get it right. I don't even consider it failing anymore. I, I don't even say that. We can we just learn from those things that we don't know because everything is a lesson. And so that's how I look at it. So but you got it right, girl. So I wouldn't even worry about it. So hey, hey, hey. So what is next for Rita? Like what what is next for you? What is next for me? I mean, listen, I think it's this is the same, the same old, same old. It's as far as, you know, really creating that space for student athletes to be their best. And for me, that looks like challenging the system a little bit. I want to continue to push this envelope forward of creating a space where coaches have some equity and some emotional intelligence coaching support. I think that we have student athletes that are very well informed and well engaged, or at least their eyes are on the news. The eyes are on these systems. They're looking and that's awesome. But the onus can't be on them to create all the change by themselves. There's still entire generations of us out here, adults out here who have a lot of say so as well and also have a lot of skin in the game. So let's equip those adults, these coaches, these educators um, with those tools. So I'm just creating a space for that to happen. Mm. I love it. Girl, girl, you, man, you are fire. I wish Thank I you. Listen. You are fire, though. I mean, like, 
I love it. And and it's so funny because when Rita and I met and I was like, I need you to connect you with, you know, another, I had Jada uh, Smith on my podcast and she's like, oh, I know Jada. Like, it's just a small world, but it is a small I love world. I meet, you know, young women who are on fire, who are like in purpose and powerful with it and like not backing down and so I, I know that we we gonna do something I got to get you in and, and what is something we gonna have something together like I because to be you know that power and that fire like is that's what I'm all I'm all about that fire and so oh don't get me started on fire listen one of my favorite uh creatures animals is a phoenix I I talk about that in my book a little bit but I, I just love the whole image, like sim, like symboli- symbolism of the phoenix and the fire and the restorative powers that are that are available there. So, uh, don't get what's, what's, what's that fire? So, I tell people like how they can connect with you. Tell them about your book. Like where before we go, like tell people how they can connect with you, how they can Absolutely. follow you, how they can reach out to you for your services, like all that good stuff. What you do, like that's Thank you. So you can follow me on social media. I'm at Rita Speaks Life on Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok, if you're even on there. Um, Or you could just find me with my full name, Marita Gilcrease, on Facebook, LinkedIn as well. Or you can shoot me an email, um, Rita at Rita Speaks Life, or there's a message button on my Instagram. Or you can hop on my calendar, which is also available on Instagram. You can purchase my book as well, Total Domination, 10 Keys to Unleash Your Inner Champion. That's on there. Easy read again, really talking about how the lessons learned in sports easily translates to your life. It's just a matter of us remembering that it all comes back to some very simple skills. So that is me in a nutshell. You can find me wherever. There's not a whole lot of Maritas out there. So if you need me, you know where to find me. Yes, 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 yes. All right, and before we go, just you know, what 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 lasting words of encouragement? What do you want to share with the people? I was I, I sat here and I, I was in my bathroom. I have this quote that um yes, in my bathroom, like Listen, I wasn't even gonna question that in, wasn't in, gonna the, question in, the water, in the water closet, but I have it in my little basket, and every time I go in there, I read it and it says the best view comes after the hardest climb and that that says that that author is unknown but i read that thing every day because i'm like wow so what lasting words do you i just wanted to share that because i felt like it was fitting for our interview i don't know why but but what lasting words do you want to share uh whatever you want to give whatever you want to leave the people with you know what i'm gonna have to go with the classic but it's something that i think about every day uh it's tattooed on my forearm so that probably has a lot to do with it but i just love um my angelou uh, miss doctor my angelou's words and still i rise specifically the and part because it's mm. no matter what happens before it still you rise still there's an opportunity to bounce back there's an opportunity to climb above it rise above it so that's what I, that's what i believe in that's what i strive for when i'm up when i'm down it's what's how can i get higher or if i'm down it's how can i bounce back and i think that that's that spirit of you know rising and striving above adversity can really serve us as women um, people in general out there really trying to do powerful things in this world so mm. still I rise and still I rise, I rise, I rise, I rise. Yeah, I love it. 
And still, Rita Rise. Yes, Rita Rise. Come on in the room, Rita. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, all right, y'all. I thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of Praying and Preaking with your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Preaker. And y'all know what I always say. Deuces. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Take care. God bless. Thank you so much, Rita. Amazing. 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 Yay, I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, Dan. Lord, yeah, prayers up. Prayers up. Yeah, prayers up. Blessings from the Lord, put your prayers up. Prayers up.